this is becoming one of our favorite soapies here on uh, the economic side of things. The Greek story, the Greek tragedy, and it's back in the news. Now, what's the latest here? Oh, indeed, it is back in the news. You know, it, it really does seem a little bit like a stuck record. Um, I think part of the of the latest sort of round of news obviously relates to the fact that despite the, the fact that Greece managed to, to make their payment to the IMF last week, they needed to, to sort of literally empty out the emergency fund that was available to them at the IMF. And the question is now, you know, they've run out of all resources in terms of where to get money from. They've tried to sort of uh, freeze cash levels at banks internally, um, and, and, and they just don't have the money at this stage. And they keep promising, this is um, Minister Tsipras in particular, keeps promising that they are close to a deal, close to a deal. But we've heard this close to a deal story for, for the best part of, of, of six weeks now, mm-hmm. and, and it seems as though this is more bluff than than anything else. Um, the, the liquidity squeeze within Greece itself is the one that's really concerning at this stage because as things stand, they don't have money to repay their loans, but they also don't have, pay, have money to pay the salaries of the government employees within Greece. And the squeeze on the bank's cash levels have really pushed the Greece back into recession. I, I think what's also quite sad about all of this is that it's become quite clear that this is a political rather than an economic decision that will be made. Um, it will not affect the Eurozone much economically if Greece was to default on their debt, um, and, and even if they were to leave the, the, the Eurozone, although it seems unlikely mm. that that will be the result. But clearly this is a political decision. This is a standoff between um, Germany really sort of showing its muscle and Greece trying to, to, to um, get around with, without the necessary austerity levels. But this one is, is certainly not heading in a good direction. And um, I'm sure we'll be keeping an eye on that one for a little while longer yet, Narina. Sure. But uh, just looking at uh, Vodacom, and uh, they've taken a 2 billion rand hit uh, because of uh, the rate cuts. Now, that's rather disappointing, isn't it? Yes, definitely so. So I think we we obviously realized that, um, you know, this reduction in the mobile termination rates would affect, would negatively affect our cell phone companies. But I must say the the 2 billion rand knock to to the revenue um, I think certainly uh, was on the on the high side of the estimates um, you know and, and, and I think it, it clearly shows the difference between the Vodacom and the MTN strategy with MTN having significant market um, presence outside of South Africa as well they were able to sort of overcome a lot of these cuts through their exposures in, in Nigeria and in, in other parts um, of Africa but in the case of Vodacom they really didn't have much of a of a um, an alternative source of that revenue. Um, so I think the market is now very much looking towards the tie-up with Neotel in terms of data and, and really sort of boosting their revenues from that side. But I think uh, for me what really sort of stood out at it was to say that is that really how much we are paying in terms of mobile-to-mobile calls that uh, you know, a reduction in the mobile termination rate means 2 billion rand worth of revenue less for Vodacom. Mm. It means 2 billion rand less that consumers paid for these cell phone services. Massive, massive <laughs> numbers we're talking here. Yeah.
But, uh, you know, unlike Vodacom Netcare, uh, they seem to be pleased with a healthy result. <laughs> yeah, no pun intended there. <laughs> you know, that certainly was, was one, of the, one of the better set of, of results. We had lots of company results out yesterday. The market was really sort of dominated by it. And Netcare definitely pleasantly surprised. And, you know, when I first saw yesterday that their that the earnings and their dividends were up all close to 20%, I thought, ah, this is the UK, this is the pound, you know, that's why Netcare is doing well, and certainly the the UK business where they where they run the largest healthcare um, b- um, hospital group in Britain, and the weakness of the rand relative to the pound did assist Netcare. But what pleasantly surprised the market, and I think one of the reasons why the share price was up over six percent on the day yesterday, is the extent to which the South African operations have really grown well. And um, the commentary from from Netcare was this: this is reflective of the growth in the middle to upper class in South Africa. There's a bigger demand for their private health care services, and they've certainly also managed to run it in a cost-conscious way and, and expand their margins here as well. So uh, a very healthy and a great set of numbers from Netcare. Well, that's where we're going to leave it for this morning. Thank you so much, uh, Narina Fisser, who is a strategist at ETFSA.